following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Mini bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! Hi, I'm Eric Kane. And I'm Paul Tassie. And this is Overworld. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Fortnite, of course, because really, what else is going on in the video game business? You know, it's just Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite all the time. And unapologetically, that is that is what we're going to discuss. But before we do that, I uh, just want to mention uh, support for Overworld comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You're confident when it comes to your work and life. Rocket Mortgage gives you that same confidence when it comes to refinancing your existing mortgage or buying a home. It lets you understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. All right. So Fortnite. What's going on? Fortnite. Summer Fortnite. Following Everyone's the spring playing of Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be um, the, the winter of our Fortnite. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it's slowing down, but I mean, there's a good amount of stuff kind of going on in Fortnite right now for kind of a state of the game situation. Um, The most recent bit of news was that it just passed a billion dollars in revenue. And since uh, October launch, October launch, that's, that's just a battle royale, right? That's well, yeah, that's just battle royale. Yeah. And I mean, most of that is common in the last couple of months alone because they've been making like 300 million (laughs) A month yeah, the, in the last two months, at least, I think. Yeah, in um, April, it made the game made $296 million, and in May, it made $318 million. And I don't know what June's figures are yet, but uh, it's just a bunch of money. And so, it's all free to play. That's to just put that remarkable. in perspective, like Pokemon <laughs> Go has been around for two years, and that just hit $1.8 billion in revenue. And Fortnite hit that in like eight months, nine months, something like that. Yeah. It, it, it had half that. The bulk in just the last three or that. four. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So if, if those, if that pace holds, Fortnite could technically be bigger, at least financially than Pokemon Go, which would not really surprise me given that, you know, legendary skins and stuff costs like 20, 30 bucks if you get all the stuff. Whereas right. Pokemon Go, it's like pulling teeth to really buy anything and all the stuff they sell is sort of garbage. So well, and it's I'm only on mobile. Surprised. And Whereas it's only on mobile. Fortnite's yeah. on, you know, on so everything. many platforms. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you're like me, you end up buying a Battle Pass, which is the $10 subscription for 10 week season on uh, multiple different machines. Because <laughs> nice, I buy, I got one on Sony. And then it's like, well, if I want to play with my kids, I have to be on Xbox. And then I, I get them the Battle Pass because it's, it's a fun way to like have a couple new skins for $10, you know, it's, and then they can play and, you know, try to get some of that other stuff. But so I'm just, you know, I just funnel money into uh, Fortnite and I'm sure a lot of people are in a similar situation where, you know, they're playing with their family or they're, you know, you know, and then they just had that Magnus skin, which was a Viking skin. And of, of course I'm going to buy that stupid skin. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a full fledged whale at this point. And you know, that seems to be not uncommon for a lot of players in this game. It's a very high 
attachment rate when it comes to microtransactions. Microtransactions. They've been very good at. Yeah, I think their their attachment rate is something insane. Like I, I can't remember if it's sixty or eighty percent or something. Which like a good it's, attachment yeah, rate in there. in at least like the mobile space for for where there's a lot of free to play games is something like five to ten. And like Nintendo was upset that Super Mario Run didn't even get. 10% of players to pay $10 to unlock the full game. Like they were sub yeah. 10%. Meanwhile, like Fortnite has 60, 80% of players paying some amount. Uh, average spend per player is about 60 bucks. So <laughs> full, full price game right there uh, of players who spend uh, not kind of people who don't spend average spend is $85. And when you wow. think about that, you know, that's three or four legendary skins like right there and like who hasn't bought you know if you're playing a lot who hasn't like dipped in and at least bought a couple of those so it, it makes sense and epic is really good at designing skins that are kind of insta buys like even I, I play less than you but even i will just see a skin that i'm like yep owning that and just <laughs> instantly mm-hmm. getting it like without really even considering the cost just because it's it's that cool and they're able to do that pretty consistently well, I'm, I, I mean, just to lay it all out there, I, I like, if I run out of V-Bucks, I just go on and buy $100 worth of V-Bucks. Whoa, you're like, like 10, real 000. whale mode. And then, but then you get the bonus free ones with that, you know, and so it's you might as well. Value. I know I'm going to spend right it eventually. The, right in the store, <laughs> in a big uh, flashing sign. It's, <laughs> you know, you're getting all those free V-Bucks yeah. by, by spending more. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then I, I just use those when I need them. You know, it's like my little, my Fortnite bank. Um, yeah. here's the, here's the actual numbers here. Um, 68.8% of players, uh, purchase in-game content. This is a survey. So of course it's, oh, yeah. you know, there's going to be some, some room for error, but, uh, 58.9% spend on, uh, outfits or skins, 18.06 on gliders, 13.52 spent on harvesting tools and 9.52 spent on emotes or dance moves. Um, the average amount is $84 and 67 cents. I, I don't think it's, it's hard to put these numbers in context, but like, <laughs> even if it was like 30 or 40% like attach rate for microtransactions, that would be insane for a free to play game. But the fact that it's, even if it's anywhere close to 70, I mean, I don't know how accurate the survey is, but that's just, that doesn't happen. Like you do not see that in, in most free to play games. And yeah. e- even more so it's strange because, so many free-to-play games like almost require you to pay, like whether you're paying for energy or power or speeding things up or you know whatever. Like the uh, other games are a lot more likely to kind of seem like they're demanding money, whereas Fortnite, it's technically all optional and it's all cosmetic. But mm-hmm. people just like the game that much and like the cosmetics that much that they do almost feel mandatory to purchase. Yeah, and I mean, what you have sort of undergirding all of this is the Battle Pass, which is about $10, and it gives you 10 10 weeks of challenges, you know, weekly challenges and daily challenges to to level up your your Battle Pass and unlock cosmetics, which include, you know, all of the above, the emotes, the sprays, and, and seven outfits. So really, for $10, you can get seven skins, which is a really great deal compared to the $20 skins you're buying in the store, right? Um, and it's just such a great system because it, it creates this such an addictive feedback loop for players. They want to log in every day. They want to play every day. And it's a great value because you can even earn back the V-Bucks you spend on it to buy the next one. So really, like you could spend $10 and just keep earning back V-Bucks to spend on the next, on the next Battle Pass, and you could get all these cosmetics 
But that also, I think, makes people log in every day and see those rotating outfits in the store, you know, because they have them up for 24 to 48 hours at a time and then they're gone for who knows how long. So there's, you know, you don't just have a store to, to go through and pick any skin you want. You have to get it while it's there. That that creates a sort of scarcity effect. Last, yeah. It's just a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll come back eventually, but who knows when, you know, like I still to this day feel a little disappointed I didn't get that one trench coat gas mask <laughs> that one will be bad. i love they, that they skin and the I, new new ones in fairly frequently so i i think that one will come I, back pretty I soon know. and i bought the stupid red knight skin because i was like well that hasn't been here since yeah, february like, i better get that one <laughs> are you really gonna <laughs> use that it's that's more of this is yeah, like me in, in, in overwatch where i'm like buying uh-huh. boxes for characters <laughs> getting skins for characters i don't even play but i'm like oh i must have all the legendary skins well at least in this game you don't have heroes all the skins are just cosmetic completely so it's like you could use any one of them it doesn't change your play style it doesn't change your you know like if i get a skin for mercy or something i'm never gonna play mercy right. so that's just a waste but in Fortnite, it's like all the skins are you, you know they, they don't <laughs> they don't affect yeah. you don't have characters to choose from. Oh. Sorry, I'm um, sick. I'm going to be coughing a little bit in this. But oh god, I know. I know. Oh. At least there's no sirens going off in the background anymore. Yeah, I live in the true. quiet moved, suburbs these days. Chicago, so. Yeah. It's a little more peaceful. It's getting old, settling down. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but um, well, Anyways, so we, also, um, we always talk yeah. about like kind of Fortnite's doing amazing and this and that and blah blah blah. And like, there's very rarely <laughs> that much to critique about it because Epic is kind of doing everything right. Uh, there's a Pretty good size caveat, caveat to that, though, where um, this past week they tried to roll out sort of their first real esports event, which was the uh, Summer Skirmish, which is a it's an eight week series where they're giving out eight million dollars in prizes to it's kind of a combination of streamers and like really, you know, good high end players. And every Saturday they're going to have some sort of live event. And the first one was this past weekend. And I don't know if you saw it, but I did. <laughs> and it was it was an utter disaster. I it was one of the worst esports events like kind of I've ever seen. And like granted there is gonna be somewhat of a learning curve, but um it was just uh, a total meltdown and the event was actually called early because of lag. Uh they have all these international players playing on a North American private server and it got to the point where people were just sort of killing themselves because they they were stutter stepping and they were unable to continue um but past that the the problem and i wrote about this today is is with high high level Fortnite with tons of of money on the line that is not a recipe to encourage terribly exciting games in a in a sort of match where you have one life and you need to be the last person standing to win so what we see is a lot of tower camping and kind of ground maze hiding and just setting yourself up for safety and security uh, interspersed by fights like when you absolutely have to fight. Like no one is seeking out fights um, on purpose, even though Epic put out like a $6,500 bounty for each team that got the most kills per match, but it didn't matter. Like everyone was just trying to survive. So you end up with like 30 people in the final like 200 meter across circle because everyone's in these little castles and yeah it, it was just a mess and there's a lot so, of work to be done there <laughs> so their prize for getting the most kills was sixty five hundred dollars but the prize for winning top spot was what 250 it was, it was 50 no, 250 was the prize pool 50 so it was technically 
Right. You could have a strategy okay. where you okay. just went for yeah. the most kills every match, and you might end up with even more prize money in the first place. But no one did that because right. it's just it's too risky. And if you're just it's risky. Well, especially against some of the top players in the yeah. world, like you're just asking to be murdered if you're trying to go all like bounce pad ninja on everyone. Like that's just not going to work. So, uh, so they've had competitions before, though, like with ninja in in the Vegas uh, com- the event and and other events where they were pretty entertaining, right? So what what's going on that that makes this so much less? I would say the difference there the- was. So that was a LAN. So that they had literally, they had the whole stage set up and it was like half celebrities, half streamers. So that kind of added to the general excitement of things. They had a really good commentary team with uh, Lupo and, and some other dudes that are like really good at casting. And I think it was only three games total. It was like two warm up games, then one final game. And so the, because it was a LAN, there was no lag. Um, but even there, I, I did see some some lingering issues like granted it was only one quote-unquote real game but you know it was ninja and marshmallow the edm dj won but if you followed their their gameplay they were mostly sitting in a tower in the middle of the safe zone for probably 80 mm-hmm. percent of the game and like yeah there's some cool moments at the end where they you know they had to scramble against the last few teams and they won that way but even then i could still kind of sense that it it wasn't a great setup and you know a very exciting player like ninja it made him really boring just because he's not going to play like he does on stream with this much on on the line and yeah so like that was a better event overall just because the event itself was more entertaining and better put together and there were no lag issues but even then i could kind of see this coming to a certain extent so what's the fix for this like how does i mean because on, on the one hand it's kind of I mean, the nature of the, the the battle royale genre is it's great for watching streams. I mean, it's the most popular game and the most popular genre by a wide margin on Twitch and other streaming sites. But there seems to be like certain stumbling blocks when it comes to competitive uh, events. Yeah, it's just the nature of uh, so many players and and the ability to to camp and to and and to take things slow to win. I mean, that's a perfectly valid strategy when there's so much risk. So, I mean, it's, what do you, how do you get It's got to be that? something with kill incentives. And I don't think you can just pay players to try and kill people. Like, I don't think that's good enough. Like, I think there's got to be some sort of multiplier system, like your place <coughs> times how many kills you get in a match or something like that. Um, a lot of people have pointed yeah. to this event that the YouTuber Keemstar runs called uh, Fortnite Friday. And, it's a cool it's a cool idea like you go in as a squad and then two players on one are on one team and then two players on the other team but you're all in the squad and the goal is to hunt down as many like random players out of the 100 that you can and you're trying to rack up total points against the other half of your team and if you beat them you move on it's like a tournament um, so that's a really kind of cool system <laughs> where pretty much the only goal is encouraging kills and like racking them up as, as fast as you can with the added incentive of, yeah, you want to survive because if you're dead, you can't get kills. Um, the problem right. is that I don't know how that translates into like, you know, quote unquote esports because I, I can't imagine Epic adopting a model where you're literally like hunting other like public players for sport <laughs> as their main mode in the game. Right. Like it's, it's something that's fun to watch, entertaining, but it is very hard to imagine that ever becoming kind of an official format. Um, embraced by epic i mean i could be wrong but we'll see the other idea is to like 
just make blitz like the the primary esports mode or everything's faster and you get more weapons and the storm moves more quickly and maybe that would make it more exciting but i'd have to kind of see that in action to see if that would actually work you know it's so funny i'm going to just veer off topic just a tiny bit but talking about like blitz being faster you know fortnite is fast like i was playing PUBG not long ago and i could not believe how long it takes to play a match (laughs) of PUBG. like it is so slow the map is even on the smaller map like it takes so long for the circle to move in, and it's just it's just so much slower than Fortnite. Fortnite is just compl- so fast by comparison. But I, I mean, I could definitely see speeding it up for for this kind of event. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't. It, it really feels like they're going to have to because stuff. It's just not. Yeah. It, it's it's just, it's such a weird situation because the game is really really fun to watch when you're watching like your favorite streamer just play because they're they're just outskilling mm-hmm. everyone so bad they can do all these crazy things. And if they lose, like, eh, you know, whatever, you start another game. But in these, like, really high-stakes tournaments, it's just a totally different ball game, and it will change the play style of pretty much every type of player. Um, and, like, even when Ninja hosted his own Vegas event, people were like, why is he just, like, sitting in a tower? Like, this isn't Ninja. But he was trying not to be, you know, hunted down by 99 other players when he had a bounty on his head. So... Yeah, is is it possible that money is the problem here? Like, like you know, Epic's pledged a hundred million dollars to esports for the first year of competitive Fortnite. But I mean, what we kind of what what you're describing is an issue where just simply having a, a money incentive is making players completely change how they play. Whereas in a game like Overwatch or Call of Duty or something like that, you're gonna play pretty much the same way no matter what because winning isn't about surviving to the end you know uh typically you know in call of duty you you die you respawn you move on you try to get more kills or you try to capture the point or whatever uh but in in this particular genre having a a a bonus a a money a a financial incentive is actually changing the nature of the game in a way that makes it less fun to watch which i can't really think of any other thing i I agree and like maybe the answer is one that Epic and a lot of people may just not want to hear that not every game needs to be an esport, <laughs> and like maybe right. you're just content totally. with being you know this game that makes 300 million a month from this 100 million big player base and that is really popular on Twitch and maybe a super professional esports yeah, scene is just not really going to happen, um, and you can save your hundred million dollars and do something I mean, else with it. Like I, I don't think that's the road we're going to go down, like unless we just keep seeing sort of fail after fail and then there's just no interest for these events. I don't. It's a great article though. Right <laughs> yeah, I probably should have, probably should have had that angle on the esports thing I wrote today, but that's probably a whole, a whole other piece. You're right. But I, I that could be the answer and that's not going to please a lot of people, but that that's how hard it is to see a way around this. Cause the, the nature of a last man standing game, it, it requires you to, be as cautious as you possibly can and yeah fundamentally a shrinking storm that forces people to together and fight is supposed to negate some of that but it it doesn't negate it enough where like clearly it's still happening all the time in these in these high level matches so Mm -hmm. it's not enough and so they're either gonna have to make some really big rule changes and then if they do that like then it's is it even Fortnite anymore if they you know totally change everything about it or I, i don't know just can be throw fun I mean, events maybe the and answer, not really worry about ultra competitive Fortnite. 
Right. And and I mean maybe the, maybe doing things like the the showdown mode where people could win some V-bucks or you know maybe make it a little more inclusive like that instead of these highly, you know, pro skill invite only. I think they're going to keep doing know, both. Like, I think they're going to keep doing uh, showdowns also for like the general player population, yeah. but yeah, it's I'm I I don't want to read too much into week 1 and like I'm sure they'll learn for next time and I'm curious to see what they do this Saturday, but like it went so badly. Like that that's how much of an impression it made on me. It was like <laughs> how terrible that was. It was just I was like I was I was waiting for it to end. I'm like, please don't go ten games. They went four games. I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> so I'm like, I cannot keep watching this, but All right. Well this would be a good time to to jump back into a word from yes, our sponsors here. So uh support for Overworld comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask why can't why? clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage. Whether you're for looking you. to buy your first home or your tenth, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to RocketMortgage.com/Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. All right. I did it. I did, the, well I did the number that. right this time. Right. <laughs> Getting better. <laughs> that, we'll, we'll change it and uh, mess, mess me all up next time. But <laughs> I know, right? It'll just be a little yeah. different. Um, and then all right. Do you want to talk about season five different. a little bit and how that's going? Yeah. 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 Um, we're only barely what, one a week. Weekend. I mean, yeah, we're kind of like of in tomorrow. the beginning of week two now. Yeah. Um, we're just about to kick off week two challenges. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because, so I think what needs to be talked about a little bit is there was all this build up to this idea of worlds colliding and like historical stuff and like, you know, the, the cowboy carriage and the, the Viking stuff. And now that season five has started, it's like totally incoherent. There's not, there's like the main character guy, Drift yeah, is his name. Yeah, I, am I right about Drift? <coughs> Yeah, I don't even yeah. know what he's supposed some sort to be. of time is he dimensional hopping Japanese or I don't I don't know if he's I, Jap- he likes yeah, Japanese imagery, but <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell with this character model. Yeah, but he's blonde. I don't know. Yeah, and then and then there's some Viking stuff, and there's a new Viking village, which is super cool, and there's snow coming out of, above it from the um, from the sky somehow. I don't know, but like no cowboys. There's like there's some. Um, you know, some army type stuff. There's the Viking Ancient stuff. statues, there's, like Easter Island. Heads. There's a new golf course area. Yeah. Uh-huh. And which have chests by them. Oh, oh, I'm just going to detour real quick. Sorry. But in my attempt to get these stupid retail row kills, I keep landing at that big statue right yeah. above there, you know, and there's the three mm-hmm. chests around it. And twice now I've landed with another player and I've killed them both times. But the second time we each opened a chest and we each got sniper <laughs> rifles. So the only weapons both of us had were sniper rifles. And so this guy's bunny hopping all around me. And I'm trying to – I can't zoom in because it's way too close. So I'm just shooting like with the sniper rifle not even zoomed in. And if I I kill the person or I eliminate the other player eventually, but it was the most ludicrous 
little dance around kind of moment hilarious. ever in this game. Um, but anyways, it was pretty funny. I, I like those uh, Easter Islands. Uh, I like them because they have three chests. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's a re- and and so anyways, um, and there's a new desert section. And there's what I will say on a positive note is that the map is way cooler than it used to be now. I love the changes to the map. I love the desert area. I love the the golf course. I, I really prefer it to Moisty Myers and Anarchy Acres. And I like there's that there's carts now. And I think that like all, they've added swimming pools and ponds everywhere. And like Dusty Divot is all overgrown. Really cool. But I just don't get where they're going with like story theme. It just it feels I like mean, really yeah. almost sloppy. They've always been kind of nebulous that- with this stuff, but this time it's even weirder. And like. They're kind of in a weird spot because they have to balance like whatever the theme is um, and adding new stuff that has to do with the theme, like Viking Village. But then they're also clearly wanting to add new kind of more permanent map areas to replace some of the the other ones. And like those show up without like necessarily a story explanation. Those are just like, oh, this is just a new area now. Right. And like we, you know, are, are going to keep this for X amount of time and it's replacing moisty and anarchy and those were just not terribly interesting areas before so now we're, we're going to pave over them with something new but that doesn't really tie into this whole time travel rift thing and like the only thing i can really think of is that this has to be something that's just going to kind of unfold more in time and with the wagon appearing like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long it's going to take but in week two or week three or something you know, we might see an old West village show up and then old West skins show up in the store. And then we have, you know, mm-hmm. feudal Japan and then we have ancient Egypt and, and I don't know how many of these we get to by the end, but it would be weird if that didn't happen at this point, it would make kind of close to no sense <laughs> to just have Vikings as like this time travel theme, but we only went to the Viking time period, the end. <laughs> like that's, that would be very surreal to me, but yeah, it did feel sort of strange in that we had this big build up with the sky crack, but like now the sky crack is still there. And some of the other things that people thought would happen, mm-hmm. like they had all those signs disappearing and the tomato head and the Durberger head. Those are just, that didn't really lead to the destruction of those zones. Uh, like people thought they were going to. And like, now we're just seeing, Oh, the Durberger head appeared somewhere else. So like, Oh, the nom sign is, is appeared in a field somewhere. Like it's mixing kind of like uh portal travel, like just space to space and time travel to the point where like, I, I don't, Again, it is sort of incoherent, and you're not really sure what to make of this. And then we still yeah. have stuff from Season 3 that never really got addressed, like the giant monster footprint on the map or the Wailing Woods bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just sort of lingering things that they've never really addressed and, may, I mean, may never address. But it is it is a little hard to follow, and... I've, I've been a little kind of disappointed with how it's played out and to start with just kind of only Vikings and only Vikings in the battle pass and Viking skins in the store. And I guess maybe we just got to give it some time. Like save the world yeah. is doing like this big Western push now where they have a ton of Western cowboy skins. So it would be sort of weird if, if well, yeah, so you know, but that's still kind of weird right? to like have yeah. it and save the world first and then have battle Royale get extremely yeah. similar cowboy skins. I'm assuming, I, I don't know. It is, it's kind of a weird setup and I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that aspect of it. Yeah. Cause on the one hand, I really like how the story 
quote unquote story is told in Fortnite Battle Royale because it's not really a story, but there's all there's all these clues and you know the community gets really into looking for things and figuring things out. And it's fine if they don't always, if the theories don't always pan out. Like that's and they they even do funny things like you know have the rocket aim at tilted towers because we all thought tilted could get destroyed by the comet. So there's some fun like interaction with the community, but um but at the same time like I feel a little robbed that we didn't like see <coughs> maybe a, even just a cutscene showing Moisty getting turned into a desert. You know. Like there, there's that opening cinematic for season five, and it shows the rocket going off, and the investigators watching it, and the the rifts, and it shows the drift in the real world, and the Durberger go back into the map. But then there's just a desert zone, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's a huge change. Like maybe there should be something like showing like a, I don't yeah, know, like a big sand sandstorm blowing in, in the sky or something it like blows over, which, which now is literally happening. Yeah, so. Something, something like that. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know. I don't know what, maybe we just don't have clear expectations on what, and maybe they, you know, Epic doesn't quite know what well, they're doing. They're still doing new to this sort of idea of in the first place. Like, this is really only the second tra- season to yeah. sort of attempt anything like this. And, like, maybe it'll get more coherent in time. And, mm-hmm. so, like, I mean, well, to be, to be fair, be last season, but... they did very, very little throughout the course of the season. It was like, oh, we're slowly hacking o- open the meteorite. And, like, some trucks are moving around. But that was pretty much it until, like, the last, you know, week or so. And then it's like, oh, crap, the rocket's going to launch. Um, whereas this... Well, same with the third Yeah, and, like, the that was just, like, literally, the comet is coming. Here's a message on TV. Here's some telescopes on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. So if we're evolving from that to, oh, here's a new historical zone popping into existence every two weeks, like, that is pretty significant. And that is an upgrade from past seasons. So maybe we just need to be more patient on that but it has felt a little weird right at the start here yeah yeah i just i guess i i was i think maybe we all just were expecting certain things and then they didn't happen so maybe that's more an expectation expectations issue but i think it's also just like we've we're epic is training us to to look for clues constantly to look for changes and and then you know so then when things seem to point one way and then they go another i think it's just natural to yeah. sort of feel like, wait, what? What's going on? Um, but yeah, if you know, we're still so early in on the season that it's really hard to say where that's going to go. It's certainly as far as this kind of game goes. It, yeah, it's not like really PUBG is like doing like, you know mysteries, very and fun <laughs> things like this, or you know, yeah. Oh, oh, and is there's something coming out no, of Luke no, Lake, right? Like no, there's something. People keep telling me that water. there's supposed to be a pyramid what coming out of Luke Lake, but I think that's just a texture. I think I can see I, I can see it. I know that it's there, but I think it's a texture glitch, and I'm pretty sure it's been there for like two seasons. <laughs> and I, I think people are just interpreting that it's a pyramid. Um, maybe Epic will be like jumping on the fan theories and just putting a pyramid there eventually. But I I don't think that has been <laughs> done on purpose. So that's one fan theory I'm going to try and shoot down initially. Yeah. But I don't know who who knows with Epic. So. <laughs> That's right. I mean, because they listen to the community a lot, they could easily just get ideas from the community. Yeah. I mean, I fully believe something is going to happen to Loot Lake eventually, just because it's this yawning expanse of water that is not terribly useful in its current form. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of annoying, honestly. Um, you know what, what I've been noticing about the map? You know, when I started playing Fortnite, it was probably really kind of, it was late 2017, early 2018 that I really started playing. And not a lot, you know, 
And I, you know, initially I thought, wow, this is a very colorful map. This is way more pleasant than PUBG, you know. But now as I go through old zones compared to some of the new ones, I'm like, wow, these are boring. You know, like Tomato Town's boring. You know, you know, Salty Springs is so much like Retail Row or or uh, Greasy Grove. Like they're all just like really plain suburb. Like there's a lot of room for this map to be. Yeah, and that's what they're that's what they're so much more interesting. Viking villages on mountaintops and yeah, and that's kind of cool. Also, like the thing about this game that I think is so it's not just an addictive gameplay formula though it is just you want to know what's going to happen you want to keep playing so that you can keep and even if you're not playing you want to keep you know paying attention to the to the reddit or or the you know various blogs or yeah it's just there cool really isn't system. anything else i don't like know it. and it, the mysteries are only kind of deepening yeah. even if there the answers be. aren't always what you think they are what they like it's still a very addicting kind of central concept where i keep comparing it to lost where there's just like a new mystery a new mystery to solve every yes, week. And like, even if we're not going to get any real <laughs> quote unquote answers, it's still the, the point is about the journey, not really the destination. So that's, that's the fun part. Hey, speaking of lost. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that all, show uh, person of interest of that or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. I have watched like three episodes of that show and I don't know what to think yet. It's I mean, okay. Is it, um, I don't know I don't if, I know like if I'd yet. like recommend the long haul. I know some I people like love it. It is a lot smarter than yeah. most kind of procedural shows like that. And it becomes less procedural in time, but I don't know. It was okay. I'm not like, it's pretty procedural. I wasn't like right wild about it, but <laughs> I guess I don't regret watching it. It's not, not exactly a glowing endorsement, but well, yeah, no, no, it's definitely not. I mean, the reason yeah. I tried it out was because of Westworld, you know, Jonathan Nolan. And, I mean, they get into cool, uh, some cool stuff about, like, AI. I know. And I guess that's the Jonathan Nolan connection. Um, and, like, yeah. you know, the future of tech and, and stuff like that. But It feels sort of hokey, the whole concept of, like, this machine that can predict what crimes are going to happen and it spits out a number. Like, I don't know. But I'm, I'm super – I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty early in. And I know this is a huge – uh, well, this is totally related to Fortnite. Uh, what? <laughs> divergence from what we're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> well, you know the mystery, that aspect of like the game that kind of taps into that same. It taps into the same thing as shows like Lost, and it taps into the same thing as like um, you know uh, mm-hmm. alternate reality games, right? ARGs, things like that, where people go out and look in the real world for stuff. I wonder. I mean, I do, I, I suspect we're going to see more. Well, that was another thing. Is I was surprised. Of, you know, how, like, the llamas I thought that was like the beginning and, like, of some like elaborate ARG and... they were planning, and then they kind of just stopped it. They're like, "Here's the burger. Here's some llamas." Right. So I'm like, "Oh, so it's just like a normal viral marketing thing." Okay. I thought it was going to be like this elaborate thing. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder maybe, if we maybe see they're going to do more stuff that, throughout though. the course of the yeah. season. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, or in future seasons. I mean, maybe they're laying like, you know, with that footprint mm-hmm. and the bunker, speaking of Lost, um, maybe they're laying, you know, maybe they don't even know what they're going to do with it yet, but they just put in these things that they can Monster use later so that the, people can the be bunker, like, Whoa, I'm convincing bro, myself it might just be an homage to Lost and, and nothing else, but we'll see. I mean, you, you can, can blow it up and, and then there isn't anything down, down there. there you you know? can blow it up with a port of fort but well, that's... Oh, maybe they did. Can you still do that? I thought they patched that. <laughs> I'll have to go try. Well, um, anyways, that's the state of Fortnite. It's a fascinating game. It's incredibly profitable. Epic Games is doing a fantastic job of just being 
the kind of video game developer that we wish just so, so many fast. Other I just love video how fast game developers are. <laughs> were, you know, they're fast yeah. and they they communicate, you know, they, they update you on the smallest thing and they try to explain uh, in good faith what's going on when, whenever there's a problem. Um, you know, I'm sure there's, they're not perfect, but, um, and, and, and there's still, there's, it's not a perfect game either, but it sure is a, a surprise. I mean, after covering this industry for this long, Fortnite has come out of the blue, like some, <laughs> I don't know, ugly duckling. It's just yep. doesn't belong here. It's too good for this world. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week and uh, just a, a little preview of next week's show. We, we very well may be discussing no man's sky because that is also coming out uh, in its new next form and on Xbox one next week. So that's kind of the big, big game of the month in a lot of ways so i look forward to that talk to you guys later that's it for this episode of overworld thanks for listening if you want to get in touch with us find me on twitter at eric kane you can find me on twitter at paul tassi also please download the show on itunes and podcastone.com and if you could please leave a rating and review it would really help the show out a lot Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl. Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.